Satnam. Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem Singh. Want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, thank you, Seed, for your support. Seed makes sustainable apparel, uh, mainly pants from hemp. Uh, it's lightweight hemp. It stretches. It's They are super stylish. You see me rocking them around town. You see me rocking them at the punk rock shows. You see me rocking them skateboarding. You see me rocking them doing yoga. You see me rocking them in the Gurdwara. You see me rocking them all over the place. So uh, thank you, Seed, for supporting us and for keeping me looking fresh as I uh, live this life of a householder and as a meditator and as a student of the infinite. Um, I'm so grateful to have you on board. So if you're interested in Seed and you want to know what they do, check them out, Instagram, I am Seed, or check out the online store at theseedstore.ca and get yourself a pair of these amazing pants. Also, new sponsor alert, uh, Minds Dye, M-I-N-D-D-Y-E, the Minds Dye, uh, hand-dyed uh, turbans, kurtas, hoodies, dresses, all kinds of uh, pants, harem pants, all sorts of things, hand-dyed. Um, I They do a lot of my turbans for me, That's and I'm super grateful to have them uh, keeping me looking nice in my crown, uh, keeping my crown royal, noble, and uh, keeping me grounded and here on this planet uh, with style and grace to serve. So thank you, Minds Die. If you're interested in getting your hands on some of their amazing uh, work, you can get them on Etsy uh, or just hit them up on Instagram at the Minds Die. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. If you have a, a conscious business and you're interested in sponsoring um, Revealing the Diamond, just let me know. Email me, tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com or hit me up at Instagram at tiagaprem. I got lots of stuff to announce. Dharma Temple Calgary, they have the keys. They're working on renovations, so it's going to happen in spring. I'm coming to Calgary this month. Workshop on February 27th at 7 p.m., uh, Dharma Temple Calgary. Then on the 29th of February in Canmore at Canmore Hot Yoga. Uh, it will be in a cool room, not to worry, in case you're someone like me who likes to get dressed like a noble royal kundalini uh, king the lion of love um, I, I don't know how well i would fare in the hot room so don't worry it's not going to be hot last time i was there they cooled it out made it really nice even built a nice platform had the microphone out and we had a great experience the community there was amazing so uh, looking forward to seeing y'all again at Camore hot yoga on the 29th of February at 1.30. Then I'm back in Calgary uh, for sadhana, early morning sadhana on the Sunday, which is March 1st, and then 10 a.m. workshop March 1st in Calgary. So hope to see all of the Alberta crew out for uh, that time together. Looking forward to being with you all. In Vancouver, March the 7th, have an all-day workshop called Vitality. It happens all day from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. kind of thing. So scope that out. Um, also, the Equinox Retreat from the 20th to 22nd of March. That's happening on Bowen Island. Would love to see some of the international Sangit come out for that. Come out and experience this beautiful Pacific Northwest where we live on an island with a thousand-year-old tree. Just lush, beautiful, quiet 
a great way to connect with the work that we are doing out here. We'd love to have you. So please, uh, there's info always at Tiago Pram on Instagram or thedharmatemple.com. You can sign, go right on the website and sign up for that. Um, if you love the podcast, which will always be free, you have my personal guarantee, this will always be free to download. If you love the podcast and you think, I would like to explore the techniques that are offered alongside uh, the discourse that comes on the podcast, the best way to do that is to go to patreon.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh, make your pledge there, and then with your pledge, you'll be able to access the classes. Uh, I'm definitely living up to my punk rock upbringing and doing it all DIY, filming it, editing it. Uh, teaching it, playing the music for it, coming home, putting it on the Patreon. So I'm getting the hang of this. There's a, a really sweet class up there now, just getting some other things up. So if you want to practice from wherever you are alongside uh, the rest of the Global Sangit who's feeling this work that we're offering, uh, get over to patreon.com backslash Tiago Prem Singh and sign up for that. Also, my book is out, Merging with the Infinite. Thank you to everybody for the love and support. Um, it's just flying off the shelf and, and you know for me it's one of the most important aspects of my spiritual practice is the Jeffji Saab and being able to share it with people in, in a language that they can relate to I'm so blessed to be able to do that so check out uh, the book Merging with the Infinite find it on my Instagram for sure uh, or buy it wherever you see me I think that's it for the intro. I know it's a lot of information and I'm grateful that you took the time to listen through all of those announcements about where I'll be and what I'm doing. And uh, so yeah, let's get to the episode. This episode is called Love Beyond Logic. We talk about Nanak being a mad lover, one of my favorite things to talk about. We talk about the importance of mercy. We talk about road rage and backseat drivers. We talk about trusting the great mystery and natural rhythm of life. We talk about uh, how we are never going to stop thinking by thinking, hello, everybody. We talk about the most effective yoga being devotion. We talk about education, our education system, and, and how much real material is being taught. You know, And when I say real material, I mean the earth, the water, the breath, the fire, sound, and consciousness. We talk about the importance of presence. We talk about the savior complex and how that's always a complete letdown. We talk about learning from the greatness of our teachers, but also learning from the pain that they've inflicted on others and this planet in their lives. Very important. Um, we talk about how deep love starts at home with you. And we talk about what relationship do, do boundaries have when it comes to being like Nanak, when it comes to being a mad lover. So it's a great episode. Uh, there'll be some video uh, for it. Like if you want to watch the video of the podcast, you can scope that out on Patreon. It will be up. Uh, it's one of the tiers where you can just watch the the video uh, discourse or, you know, one up tier, get the full um, class with all the meditations and kriyas. And then one up from that is you join in with the Dharmic Devotion course, where every Tuesday we meet over Zoom. You can rewatch those classes and you're part of a global classroom connecting with the work that we do. So I hope you get a chance to join us on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Tiago Premsing. Would love all of you listeners to take part in the Dharmic Devotion. That would be so amazing to see people. This time we have people from New Zealand, we have people from Brazil, we have people from the United States, we have people from Canada. So would love to just keep widening uh, the global Sangit. Um, so hopefully you can join us for that. 
Aha, so without further ado, here we go. Right now on Revealing the Diamond, here is Love Beyond Logic. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. Love you, Satnam. And then come back around. What, what did you discuss about love beyond logic? I'll tell you, uh, first of all, why I bring this up is in Gurbani, uh, one of my primary influences in my life, in Gurbani, the teachings of the Guru, Guru Nanak, he writes about where, what was happening in his life at the time. And he said, people treat me like I'm a ghost or like I'm insane. That's what he said because I'm a mad lover. He called himself a mad lover of the divine in a way that people were like, you know, these people are doing wrong or these people are causing harm. How can you love them? As long as you're right here, it's okay. Just don't sit right in the direct line. Um, so you could even think about that, like what does it mean to be a mad lover? To be like drunk in love, isn't that a Beyonce song? <laughs> Is that what that song's about? I don't know. <laughs> could be. It, yeah, I don't know the song well enough. I only know the chorus, so I don't know the verse. Um, but you see what I mean? And many mystics uh, have been like this. There's, it's not a business exchange kind of love. If you do this, then I'll... If you get me a nice gift on February 14th, then I'll do this for you. And then if you do that for me, and, and then if you don't do it, then I won't do this, and all this sort of nonsense. So the love beyond logic part is... I like words like mer mercy. You know, like the, you don't hear those words. Just you know, scroll through your Instagram or wherever you get your news and notice how much talk there is about mercy. It's like a word that has no place in this contemporary society, the way we talk, but it needs a place. Okay, so there's a little background on love beyond logic. Your turn. <laughs> what do you talk about? Go ahead. I think of the word grace as well. It's yeah. like an expansive, loving quality to it, uh, acceptance. Yeah, that's awesome. What else? Had, um, acceptance of the person, even if they're at the small stone metro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. It's not easy, right? What else? Yeah, right. And how can we kind of love ourselves? How can we be less road rage? But how can we love ourselves even if we... Even in our road rage? <laughs> yeah. That's not easy, huh? I'm usually pretty chill, except for when my wife's in the car. Because <laughs> she's always trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> you know, don't go that way. Don't tell me what to do. Do you want to drive? It's usually some, something like that. <laughs> All right. 
I think one of the profound things that I've learned from uh, Guru Nanak and spending time in living this Dharma is that this concept of hukam, where everything is a divine order beyond your own individual understanding. And that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow because we think we're in charge and that we have control. And in some ways we do, but not in all ways. Just think about like your, the way your physical body functions. Like how much actual say do you have in what's going on in this vessel? Not that much. I mean, you have say, like you get to decide what you eat and what you say and when you take a bath and all of those things. But generally, you know, you don't have that much say. And then if you expand that from the micro to the macro, meaning you don't have that much say in this physical piece of earth that you're caretaking, you know, it's on loan for 80 to 130 years, depending on how you care for it, or depending on things completely out of your control. But if you expand your lens, then you see that that's happening all around you. So if you have very little control of this small piece, how much control do you have of the macro? Not that much control. And the mystics, the mad lover part, is trusting the great mystery. I like that word. Trusting the great mystery, the one that places everything in rhythm beyond your own individual control, trusting them completely. And trusting them, for lack of a better term, this undescribable, uncontrollable entity, not only trusting it, but being in love with it. And the mad part is even loving the thief even loving those who are behaving in a harmful way. And I think the mystic has some awareness of this because the mystic understands that we're all flawed. We're all broken, you know, in many ways. And we all have uh, the capacity to, not only the capacity, we have all caused immense suffering. And, before you get too depressed, <laughs> and you're brilliant, and you're infinite, and you hold the great capacity to forgive. And both of those sides are happening simultaneously. And when you understand that, it's a little easier to be a mad lover because there's no separateness. There's no bad guys and good guys. That's the reality. And he can't really explain why things are happening the way they are. It's hukum. Now you're getting a little taste of there's some natural order happening beyond your own need for control. And what if you could just let go of that? And you won't be able to let go of it by thinking. 
Have you heard this expression in Zen? They say, trying to stop thinking by thinking is like trying to bite your own teeth. <laughs> you can meditate on that one for a little bit. It doesn't work, right? It doesn't work. So the practice is to give your head to the infinite one, to the revealer of truth. Try and get in touch with that primal wisdom that is beyond your own individual control and need to be right. And the teachings say that the most effective way to do that is through devotion. And you think, okay, practice devotion. How do I do that? You know, did anybody have a class in school called devotion? <laughs> Not in my school. I was speaking this week in the uh, Wednesday session about, I went to my daughter's school just for like the parent-teacher interviews. They call it something different now, but uh, they used to call it that in my day. And I was just noticing around the school how much uh, teaching is happening around real material. And I mean real material like the earth, the water, the fire, the breath, sound, creativity, consciousness. Real material. Not time is money, give me a break, that is outdated. And I'll tell you right now, there's not that much. And she has good teachers. There's not that much. So it means that the programming is really thick. You know, the programming in this perceived reality that's not real material, that time is money. Yeah, you have to play the game. I get that, you know. I gotta pay the rent on this place and pay my taxes and, you know, everything like that. But it's not the, the supreme reality. And you know how I connect to the supreme reality in the most effective way? Through devotion. Well, how do you practice devotion? Well, devotion grows out of love. It grows out of love. I would love to see a class in my daughter's school called Love Beyond Logic. Isn't that important education? You know, but it's not there, so I just hang around like a nuisance. You know, what are you learning? What's the teacher doing now? Who's that? Who's, you know, but. I heard uh, this basketball, you have heard of Grant Hill before? He's a basketball player about 10 years ago or something. Great basketball player. And uh, his mother was an English professor and a writer and a poet. And his father played in the National Football League. Interesting combo, right? The, the brain and the artist and the football dude. This is not that common. You know, you don't see that in, even in the stereotypical movies. And he said, he, uh, it was, uh, I think it was Oprah's master class. You ever seen these before? She talks to like somebody inspiring and so Grant Hill was on there. And they, were, and they were talking to him about having these incredible parents, you know, learn about parenting. And they, he, they said, you know, you didn't get into any trouble. You followed your dreams and you got to do what you love in this life. Like, what was the key to getting you to this point? And he said, even though it drove me insane, my parents were always present. They were at everything. They were at every sporting event. They were at every parent-teacher thing. They would not leave me alone. 
They were overbearingly supportive. I think there's something to that. And I can't expect other people to do it for me. And I would say the same thing about teachers in spiritual realms. Like, you know, if I had a dollar for every time someone was like, oh, well, that spiritual teacher, they did this, that, and they're flawed. And it's like, were you looking for a savior? Because if you were looking for a savior, you ain't going to find one. You know, don't go looking for a savior. Go looking for how can I be more compassionate? How can I love beyond logic? And if somebody inspires you, gives you some technology that inspires you to be a better person, and you take them on as a teacher, I would recommend that you not only learn from the great things that they offered, but also learn from the suffering that they inflicted on the world, because everybody's done that. And in my experience, those are the best lessons. The pain lessons, you know. They're hard to look at. But that's what love's about, isn't it? You know, I'm not going to say to my daughter, as long as you do exactly what I say, then I'll love you. It's absurd. Isn't it? But we do that. And it's a strange thing. So I say all of this, and we'll do the practice. I say all of this to remind us about, you know, if we really feel called to doing a practice that's going to create more space for us to live our purpose in this life, and we want we don't want to mess around. We want, like, I want the efficient, give it to me, let's get it done. I don't want the long, slow road. I want to, let's go. And the teachings are very clear that the best way is devotion. And devotion grows out of love. And so the practice is all about what? Yeah. And love, is it just looking at the good stuff? No. It's hard. You know, you love, when you want to really love yourself, don't you have to look at your stuff? There's a band called Big Thief. Have you heard of them before? She has a lyric in one of the songs where she says, I realize that another won't help me kiss away my shit, is the lyric. Such a great line, you know. It's about this deep acceptance, this love beyond logic, this mercy, this I'm going to love you no matter what. People say, well, you got to have boundaries. That may be true through the process of healing, but in my experience, even those eventually have to go. That's what made Nanak a mad lover. Not a conventional lover, not a, well, he followed everything pretty well and he had a nice time. An insane with love. It makes no sense. How could you love that person? I don't know. I'm a mad lover. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, it was an incredibly potent session. And I'm so, so, so humbled and grateful uh, for the gurus and for the teachings and for the Sangit, uh, the company 
uh, of people in our community who love and support me and give me the energy that I need to continue on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just feeling really inspired to go out there and do the work. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your participation and your attention uh, in supporting this podcast. Lots of love to y'all, and we'll see you soon. Satnam, Wai Guru.